Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms. That's right, baby. Wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode... (laughs) I mean, come on. It's it's the same old same. You know, it's Victory Monday. Boys are 5-0. and oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For the fifth time this season in five weeks, that's right, uh, it's, it's Victory Monday. It's Victory Monday, that's right, here on the Locked on Spartans podcast. Your undefeated team every single day because, well, yeah, that's just that's just what they do. Um, why would you ever for even a second get worried about a game against West Kentucky? Oh, <laughs> come on, please. That uh, that could never be me. No, um, except it, yeah, absolutely was. Um, <laughs> 42 points in a single half. All right, we'll, we'll get there. All right, I got I to gotta gather myself. Still feeling high from the game. Um, all right going to do a podcast. We're going to be professional about it. On today's episode, yeah, we're going to be talking about that nice little 48-31 to win over West Kentucky today. Uh, start off talking about the offense. We'll move to the defense. And then, yeah, just what this says about the, the program as a whole. And maybe even be bop around and look at the other Big Ten games a little bit too at the very end. But before we get there, got to do the housekeeping. This is Locked on Spartans. Yes, we do this five days a week. Uh, Victory Monday through Friday. And yeah, I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. If you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, um, life advice, either sent your way or given by me, hey, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. All right. uh, Yeah, let's just, let's get right into it. Um, 40, 42 points in a single half of American football by your Michigan State Spartans. Uh, What? Huh? Excuse me? Okay, sure. Yeah, that's uh, apparently a, a thing we do now. Um, wow. Uh, listen, hey, I, I get West Kentucky's defense isn't you know, stellar necessarily. Uh, some might even say not even good. I don't care, though. I, I don't care if you're playing against the 50-50 ticket sales staff. Uh, anytime you're dropping a, a 42-burger in a single half of football, that's that's just fantastic. That is I was, I'm sure you guys were too just over the moon about it because, uh, you know, last week was a little touch and go. I wasn't necessarily worried about it, but there was a good uh, portion of Michigan State fans that, you know, saw that Michigan State's offense struggle against Nebraska, especially mightily in the second half and thought, uh-oh, well, uh-oh, have they gotten a hiccup? And, uh, you know, there's there's nothing like a nice dose of uh, Western Kentucky medicine that uh, this offense needed. That's that that's a nice little boost to the confidence going forward here. Yes, Peyton Thorne looked just sensational. Um, once again, you're probably going to be banging your head into a wall because you've heard me say this probably 642 times this season. Uh, he was just smart with the ball, cerebral with the ball, put it in smart places, didn't take any risks. Luckily, there weren't a lot of risks to be taken because, well, there's a lot of holes in that Western Kentucky defense, but you know what? Peyton's job to find the holes, and he did. So, yeah, he looked fantastic. And speaking of fantastic, uh, we're, we we, we got to have the talk. we we got to sit down. we got to have the honest conversation about Kenneth Walker being a generational talent. That's right. I'm using the, the G word for Mr. Kenneth Walker III, a.k.a. K-9, a.k.a. Kenny Cutbacks. 
uh, aka uh, Heisman hopeful. Uh, get to that in uh, about a minute here, but listen, I, I I haven't seen a talent like this in a hot second in East Lansing. I mean, yeah, listen, we've had running backs all the time do fantastic. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, Jeremy Langford, L.J. Scott had a fantastic freshman year. Um, and yeah, but I I don't think it was done the same way that. Walker has been doing it, you know, like Langford, he played, you know, against, a, or not against, he played with a pretty solid offensive line. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, okay, it was a little touch and go there. I'm not saying that, you know, Langford only reaped benefits from having a good offensive line. He was good in his own right, but I don't think anyone in the last, oh God, ever since I could remember, has been able to just turn crap plays into gain of five. Gain of 11. Oh, touchdown. Oh, let me just hurdle over a guy. And, you know, after I hurdle him, I'm not going to fall over. I'm actually going to, oop, scoot right by him and get myself in the end zone here for just another touchdown because I'm Kenneth Walker and that's what I do. I mean, I, listen, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm sliding these other guys because they were awesome, awesome players for Michigan State. But, wow, I the way he just does it is absolutely sensational. And now he's leading the nation in rushing yards with 680 yards. And that is also with fewer attempts than the five guys that are right behind him. They're very close. He's at 100 carries, and the guys behind him are like 106 carries, 105 carries. But still, he's clearing the bar here with 680 rushing yards. And listen, us state fans, we look at the school down the road and their fans, and they always do the September Heisman thing. And we laugh at them. Oh, you guys are falling for it. Oh, all the hype. Well, guess what? It ain't September anymore. It's October. Now we can finally start having a dialogue here about uh, Kenneth Walker. Maybe Heisman hopeful. Maybe. And that ain't just me saying it. Those are the beautiful people out in Vegas as well. Uh, Right now on betonline.ag, he is the third highest odds for a running back. Uh, Right behind Texas, Bijan Robinson and Travion Henderson of Ohio State. So right now, Kenneth Walker sits at 33-1 to win the Heisman. Still pretty steep. And, of course... The top five guys on betonline.ag are quarterbacks. As to be expected, the Heisman Trophy is just a quarterback award now. But when you get far enough down the list, he's eighth total. So first five are quarterbacks, then a running back, then a running back. And, oh, Mr. Kenneth Walker. So, yeah, we can start having that We can start having that dialogue in a serious tone right now. And also, too, I just want to – I'm a big, like, compare guy. Duh. I mean – podcasters and talking heads love this all the time, comparing players to different ones in different eras. And I I think of the great rushing seasons uh, from from recent memory. Uh, Of course, Jeremy Langford had incredible stats in 2013, 2014. No doubt about that. But even more so, Le'Veon Bell's 2012 season really stands out to me as like, holy crap, that guy was an absolute workhorse. So just to compare, contrast, uh, Le'Veon Bell's first five games that 2012 season, 655 yards. Right now, Kenneth Walker, like I said, 680. So Kenneth Walker is even doing better than Le'Veon did in the first five games of that remarkable season. Here's the number, though, that uh, really, really needs you to perk your ears up at right now. Because Le'Veon Bell got 655 yards in the first five games of 2012 with 134 touches. Yes, Le'Veon Bell was absolutely incredible that year. Kenneth Walker has more yards than that remarkable season with 34 less carries. 34 less carries. That's, yes. Le'Veon Bell, 134 carries for 655 yards. Kenneth Walker right now, 100 carries, 
680 yards. So yeah, just a little compare and contrast right there. We all look back at Le'Veon's great season. Oh my, Kenneth is even clearing that bar pretty high right now. This is me uh, knocking on wood. So if he goes for 55 yards on 28 carries next week, it's not my fault. Uh, and here's the thing too about the Le'Veon Bell season really quick is that Le'Veon had to do that. He had to be the bell cow. Like, he had to get, like, seemingly 40 touches a game because the, the passing game was not all there. That's another nice little difference, too, that we have uh, in the 2021 season is that, oh, yeah, the passing game's there. We talked about Thorne. Hey, smart little bounce-back game for him. But Jaden Reed, holy crap. Again, when's the last time we've seen an athlete like him? Yes, we've seen receivers come in and out of Michigan State, have incredible seasons. Felton Davis, Aaron Burbridge, you know, hey, everyone's got their favorite from the last decade. But man, it seems that Regis has that second gear and shows it once again with a little, oh, yeah, 88-yard punt return touchdown to start the game. Hey, how you doing, Hilltoppers? Thanks for coming out. And now he leads the conference in all-purpose yards with 883 yards, you know, because you tack on his 127 receiving yards on just four catches. That will do it. And also, too, I feel bad because everyone else, uh, the the other three guys we talked about have been doing so well that this guy kind of gets a little buried, is uh, Jalen Naylor. He's still 13th in the conference for receiving yards per game, and that includes his zero-catch night against Nebraska. So, like, he, he seemingly took a game off, or he doesn't have a game marked down, but he's still in the top 15 amongst receivers in the conference in yards per game. So it was nice seeing uh, Michigan State go to him early and often against Western Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, 128 yards for him. No touchdowns, but, hey, very active that game. Again, I get it. The defense, not so great, but pff, watching MSU's offense carve up 42 points on the scoreboard in one half. Ah, oh, please. Uh, could not be more delighted and over the moon. And yeah, I don't I don't care how bad your defense is. 42 points is 42 points. We will be back to talk about the defense. The, the good defense in that game. The Michigan State defense. Here in a hot second, but first need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. Prize picks. That's right, baby. You've heard us talk about prize picks for uh, for quite some time here, and well, it's because we care about you, and we know that you're a college football fanatic, and we know that you like having fun because daily fantasy made easy is what prize picks does. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and offer the star players of the Power Five, like Kenneth Walker, as well as the mid-major players you might have never even heard of. They offer any prop you can think of, from yardages to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. So what you got to do, you got to download the app off the App Store or Google Play, deposit, but make sure you use promo code Locked On so you can get a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. Again, promo code Locked On, all one word. You pick two to five players, and making your picks takes less than a minute. Very quick, very simple. And you can make up to 10 times your initial entry. It's just you against the numbers, not another lineup. You against the numbers. Best of all, saft, safe and fast withdrawals. That's right. Saft. Yeah, I'm going to coin that one. Saft. Safe and fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of easy, made in cookware makes your lunch, your dinner, your breakfast, whatever you're whipping up, they make that easy. Made in is sensational, by the way. Uh, it's, it's, it's all the kitchenware products that you see in these great, you know, world-renowned 
kitchens, uh, restaurants, if you will. It's like, well, how, how are these meals made so good? Well, it starts with the tools you're using, and that's what Made In is bringing to you. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. No middleman, just straight to you. Made In products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. That is a long time, a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop straight to the oven. They have, get this, 40,000 plus five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants. That's right. Made in, it's just better cookware for better meals. So right now, Made in is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code Locked On. That's right, one word, Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. So go to madeincookware.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on as well. All right. Um, I feel like, no, I, hmm. do I feel like apologizing or no? Forgetting like maybe some people freaked out about the game on Saturday throughout the week. I, Western Kentucky was a game that I had circled on the calendar all summer, all fall as the, the trap game of the millennium. Because, by and large, of Bailey Zappi and that just throw it all over the field offense. Like, that is a very gimmicky, um, sneaky, underdog way of running an offense. And they do it well. They, they, do, they do it so well. So, listen, the game ended up never being a doubt. It was kind of over by halftime. Yes, the offense you know had to drive down the field, kick a field goal to make it a three-possession game, if you want to call that. A hairy situation, but no. By and large, it was it was curtains by by halftime. Um, yeah, and thank God it was because that's the thing too with West Kentucky is one of their Achilles heels is they let other teams get off the fast starts and they're just playing from behind the entire game. And yes, they have an offense that can keep them in games, but better to have them uh, behind you than in front of you. That's right. I like that for a hot take. No, so th- this offense, they were uh, they showed why myself and a lot of others were were frightened about this game. I mean, Bailey Zappi threw for damn near 500 yards. He ends his night with 488 yards. Uh, they do it fast. They do it efficiently. And pff, yikes. However, however, MSU and once again break out that bingo card because I'm going to be using the phrase that I've used all the time this season. Bend, don't break. Bend, but do not break. Let them get their yards. Just keep the game in front of you. And then when it's go time, all right, fellas, we're going to batten on the hatches. And we're going we're gonna to lock some things up right now. And that is what they did to a T. Western Kentucky, six red zone trips. Six red zone trips. Two touchdowns. The Hilltoppers bat two for six from the red zone. That is remarkable. <laughs> um, just a remarkable way to tighten up and really make sure that, no, we're not going to actually make this anything ridiculous like a, a one-score game at halftime. No, we're going to make sure it is going to be 42-16 to 16 here. Because, yeah, let's say, you know, a few more touchdowns. Yeah, that's a, a different game. Duh, obviously. Uh, even more so than that, I mean, we talk about the red zone. It, it also was all over the field, too, at times. 7 of 17 on third down and also... More importantly, only two of four on fourth down as well. Listen, I, I know that some fans, not all, not all, um, and also rivalry banter like, oh, you let West Kentucky throw for 500 yards? Yes, 
Sure. Yeah, of course. That's what they, that's what they do. They, they threw the ball 60 times, 60 passes. Yeah. They're going to get close to 500 yards with, with that many attempts. Like I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying that our, our cornerbacks are you know, completely locked down. Our cornerbacks are fine. The, the defensive backs are fine. Do I think they're elite? No, I don't think that. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that delusional after the win here. Come on, I, I, I'm a little bit, but not not that much. Do I think they're bad? No, I, I no, they're fine. Like just like we talked about with Stephen Brooks, I think it was a week or two ago. What do we think about the defensive backs? They seem to be giving up a lot of yards. But Stephen, as he does, explained it in a very hold my hand and talk to me like I'm five sort of way. As they play cover three, and. That's going to give people the opportunity to, well, get their yards, but as long as you keep it in front of you, you're kind of doing your job there. And, yeah, so once again, I'll say it. I, bend, don't break. Um, yeah, just an awesome game uh, all around, though. Cooperative, uh, whole, just all over the field. Um, Angelo Gross, by the way, my God, I hope that guy got a nice bath after the game. 16 tackles. 16 tackles. 11 of them solo. Cal Halliday. 10 tackles, and you know what? I, we're going to jump right into it right here. The only bad thing that really happened in the game is uh, the targeting call. Yeah, listen. Uh, I, I I, do not envy football refs. We, we complain about them all the time, and I will be complaining about them the rest of this segment. But uh, doing football officiating in real time has, has got to be insane. That's, that's got to be a crazy job. So Cal Halliday gets... A flag thrown at him for targeting. You see the replay. It's like that is no a, a forearm grazing someone's helmet when the player looks to be leading with their shoulder and still missing with said shoulder. Um, okay, that's interesting. Uh, weird flag, but hey, angles do weird things to people. Sometimes you're standing at an odd angle. It looks a lot different than uh, it looks on replay than a real time. Good. All right, we'll, we'll go to the, the booth and, and review it. It's all going to be okay. We got 14 angles on this. And uh, all 14 pretty much showing that, okay, his his elbow maybe just clipped his helmet. So pick up the flag. We're all good in the hood. And, oh, that, no. I was going to say the refs are blind, but that would, I don't want to, no, that's an insult to the uh, blind community right there. So, no, I, incompetent, just, I, I don't know how I don't know how the call is made, and I I know that I'm not doing any hot take things right here. I, anyone that even vaguely, barely understands the game of football could tell you that there's no way that that's a flag. And the thing, and here's the thing too: it's like fine, whatever. 15 yards, he's ejected from the game. Inconsequential at that point. The game was already essentially over. It's it's the stupid rule that he has to miss the first half of the next game now. And, like, that was what was going through my head the entire replay. It's like, if they somehow screw this up with the most glaring, obvious call right now and they bench him for the first half against Rutgers, that will be, that is where we get upset right now. And it's it's infuriating. He's going to be missing the first half of the Rutgers game. And, yeah, you should be able to get by one half against Rutgers uh, without Cal Halliday. But still, let's let's not forget that the guy is a starting linebacker. He's incredible so far in this season. And now you got who, what, fish for Noah Harvey. I, I believe he'll probably be starting. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it sucks, and no, nothing can change. I mean, I think Mel Tucker said in the press conference that they'll submit a request for an explanation to the Big Ten offices, but 
what, where, where does that ever get you? Just a bunch of corporate jargon and lingo and a bunch of $10 words to essentially say that, eh, hey, it sucks sometimes, but yeah, our officiating is incompetent and that will cost you. Not not just in the game that you played, but also the, the future game. This isn't you know, anything crazy that I'm about to say, I've, I've heard different variations of this opinion. This isn't like my own one that I've hatched, but the, the targeting rule needs to be like how soccer does their cards, you know? Okay. You have a hard foul. You get the yellow. If you do it one more time, Buster. Yeah, that's the red card. You're out of here. Or unless it's like insanely egregious and you just go straight to red. Fine. Like if you come in like a heat seeking missile and try to cave the guy's head in. Okay. You're out of there. Fine. It should not be like this where it's ticky-tacky, a guy's arm bumps someone on the head, and now he's ejected and missing the first half of the next game. Like, okay, at the very least, fine, whatever, 15 yards, do what you got to do. Keep him in the game, though, and say one more, one more tonight, and yeah, you're out of here. It's it's a no-brainer because it's it's very clear, and this whole Cal Halliday thing is Exhibit A, as a harf, how far away this targeting rule has gotten from football. And no, I'm not doing like the, oh, the, it's, it's, it's the wussification of the sport. Like, no. Targeting should be a, a penalty. Like, you can't have just people nuking themselves into the other guy's face mask with the crown of their head. But we're, we're so far away from that point of the rule now where doing that, trying to take a guy's head off his shoulders, is now grouped in the same penalty as, oh, sorry, that, that, was, that was my arm hair on your face mask. Well, I, I, I guess we just got the same penalty. Shoot. It's like a, a guy driving 85 miles an hour in a school zone, and uh, he, he's doing time next to the guy that was driving 26 miles an hour in a school zone. It, it, it makes no sense. I could ramble about this for uh, hours, but uh, we're not, because there's more fun things to talk about on the next side of this break. You know, I'm just like... Like how fun this is being five and zero. Oh. Uh, but first, I need to talk to you fine people about Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar, baby. Uh, we're talking about the nine flavors. That's right, all nine of them. You probably know them by now, but here they are one more time. We're talking coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. If you don't know what flavor you like, well, may it interest you in the mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors. Pretty much guarantee you'll love all 18 of those bars, by the way. Uh, So not only are they incredible tasting, just better than most candy bars, if not all candy bars you've ever had. Check out these stats right here. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. How do they do it? I don't know. I'm literally asking you. How how do they do it? I have no idea because Built Bar is just killing the protein bar game. And they're also helping you out, too. With a promo code of LOCKED15. That's all one word. LOCKED15. And that'll get you 15% off your first order. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, guys, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So this uh, segment is just a grab bag of sorts. Uh, We'll talk about other Big Ten games at the tail end here just really quick to close it out. Um... But let's just start with just talking about how fun this is, how, how crazy this is, <laughs> that MSU, who had a season total over under of four and a half wins, a team that had to essentially replace a quarter to a third of their roster in the offseason, a team that only won two games last year, a team that before the season starts, if you said that they'd be top 15, but they'd have no business doing so. Just absolutely 
Banana Land. Uh, take all that into account. Go go back to August or God, you know. Let's go back even further. Let's go back to last year's Rutgers game. The day after that, how about that? If I told you that um, Michigan State is going to be five and zero, they will be ranked ahead of teams like Notre Dame, Texas, uh, Clemson, Texas A and M, if you will. You know, just the casual powerhouses. Uh, being projected to go to the Citrus Bowl, if you will. Ooh, that's right. It's very warm down there. That's a nice tropical bowl game in sunny Orlando. Uh, wow, I, I don't, I wouldn't have believed you. I don't know what I would have done because this did not seem possible. I mean, I, you figure they get tripped up along the way here early, and yes, it's not been a, a murderous row of teams. Uh, no one can deny that, but. They've also kind of murdered the teams that they've played. Like, there's only been one close game, and that was against a pretty solid Nebraska team. Oh, I know, but week zero, they lost to Illinois. No, it is a pretty solid Nebraska team. It's, yeah, they, they've won four of these five games in statement fashion, as they should, but th- that is not where we were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. No, those those were hairy games. The, the games that they should have won, mm, mm-hmm, not always that comfortable. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, once again, Hey, this is the fifth victory Monday in a row. I'm doing this a complete testament to the, the work this team has done in the off season, not just through the transfer portal guys, but also just identifying who on the current roster belongs where as far as position goes, or as far as maybe taking away some starters roles that was not happening with the previous regime. If you were, uh, if you were starting as a sophomore, or a junior. Yeah, no, you, you had that role until you graduated. No, no, no one's going to take that starting job away from you until well, until until Mel Tucker uh, stepped into East Lansing and rattled things up, and they, that's how you're 11-0 right now. No, 11-0. That's how you're 5-0, ranked number 11. Excuse me, I'm staring directly at the uh, AP Top 25 because uh, I'm in awe. I, I can't believe it. Also, let, let's talk about... Um, just in awe of how good the Big Ten's doing so far. Uh, that's 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 four Big Ten East teams, four Big Ten East teams ranked inside of the top eleven. Yeah, uh, and here's one that's not Iowa, just killing the game of the Big Ten West, uh, completely drubbing Maryland. Wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I mean, a, a win wasn't outside of the realm of possibility. I thought Maryland was going to win, or at least Iowa would maybe sneak by close. Not 51-14, and I don't know if that's a combination of Iowa just saying, no, we're legit this year, or Maryland doing their annual crapping all over themselves on a primetime slot and just reminding everyone of who the Terps actually are. But yeah, that's that's where we are right now. Uh, Penn State, of course, looks legit. That defense is absolutely bananas. Their offense is fine, and that's great. That's all it has to be for them. It just has to be fine because that, that defense is out of this world, uh, holding Indiana to zero points. And here's the game that mm, kind of, uh, it was fun to dream. Ohio State 52, Rutgers 13. Start to uh, get a little excited, like, oh, okay, Ohio State's looking a little vulnerable this year, are we? Okay, maybe the Big Ten East is up for crabs. <laughs> All right, and then, okay, great, they're up uh, They're up 45 to, uh, to 6 against Rutgers. Fantastic. I want to see it one more time before I officially call them back to their normal selves, but uh, 
that 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 was kind of popping the bubble right there, no doubt. Uh, Michigan beats Wisconsin 38-17, and there's no way to say this without coming off as a, oh, salty Sparty, but holy bleep. Uh, Wisconsin's offense is, uh, wow, wow, that's, yikes. I That was hard to watch. Um, struggling to even move the ball past the 50-yard line, uh, except for that final drive of the first half, good on them, but, oh boy, Wisconsin's got some big-time issues. And I apologize, everyone, because I was touting Graham Mertz as the best quarterback in the Big Ten coming into this season, and, oh my goodness, uh, you listening at home, that's right, you too could play Big Ten football at the quarterback position if you really put your mind to it. Uh, Illinois sneaks by Charlotte, great. Minnesota beats Purdue 20-13. to like I said in the betting segment last week, that will be a just complete barf all over yourself, disgusting game that no one should watch. And last but not least, Nebraska 56, Northwestern 7. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep, yep. I uh, I took the under in that game. I think it was at 52 was the over-under. I took the under because I said, listen, I don't trust Northwestern's offense to even score 10 points. I don't think Nebraska will be scoring that many either. Okay, or how about 56 points? Crap. So, no, like I said, uh, Nebraska, like, they're a fine team. They'll be okay. That puts them at 3-3 three and three in the season. I, I think they're a bowl team, probably like the 7-8 win team. And, yeah, they, they got an exciting game coming up this week. I think I think they play Michigan coming up next. Yeah, Michigan, yeah. At home, too. So, that, that'll, that'll, be a, that'll be a spicy game under the lights. Lots to look forward to this week, too, man. I, Iowa against Penn State at Kinnick Stadium. Oh, someone hold me. Someone hold me. I, I, I simply cannot wait. So, yeah, hey, it's, been, it's been a fun season. You know what? College football is just more enjoyable when your team's 5-0 and and standing at number 11 in the AP poll. God bless Mel Tucker. Tuck coming, baby. Let's go. Ooh. All right, guys. Well, the rest of the week, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some uh, fine guests on. We got Graham Couch coming. Got Stephen Brooks coming. We will get a Rutgers preview in the mix. Yeah, hey, we, we, we got you guys, as always. So, guys, once again, thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Now, go make your second listen, Locked on Big Ten. That's right. Get all your daily Big Ten news in less than 30 minutes with Big Ten expert Nate Dickinson. And, yeah, let's let's have some fun. Let's, let's have a day. Have a victory Monday, baby. Go Green.